2: Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, October 15th, Ooh. 2020. I'm one of your hosts, blessing Addie Oye Jr. And joining me
0: is twitch.tv slash Sancho West. What up, everybody? Thank you so much Ooh. for having me. Yes! Yeah, no, yeah. I've been I've been told, hold up, I don't want to get too far into this, that you are the king of Halloween, or are we going with the prince? I don't know. What do you want to be? I mean, I mean you know, I I have multiple titles. I've been called yes.
2: king. I've been called yes. prince. I've been called the Duke of Halloween. I've been Ooh. called. I mean, I've been called the, the. I've been called the only Halloween fan. It kind of funny, you know. I take a lot of. I, I take right. a lot of different titles. You can just call me king, though. I'll take king.
0: Ooh, I like that. You know, there's yeah. so much pressure to be the king of Halloween, and no doubt, yeah. there's no other. <laughs> there's no other competition out there in the kind of funny. I feel that king Halloween. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's it's the thing of when I first joined. Kind of funny. That was yes. one of the questions I had for the crew is hey, is this a Halloween company? Do we celebrate Halloween? Do we take the holiday seriously? And the uh, the answer I got back from folks like Andy and folks like Barrett was, Hey, hmm. like, you know, we've we've acknowledged Halloween in the past. We never really took the time to really celebrate. There's not really been a right. Halloween person. Mm-hmm. Act kind of funny and so like that that kind of swayed my my choice to join the company you know i kind of, i was kind of thinking well if they don't take it seriously should i join should i not but then i realized you know i can join and i can bring the halloween spirit and so that's exactly what i'm doing today sancho west bring the it, halloween man. spirit i feel know. the halloween
0: spirit yes i feel it
2: sancho for people who may not be aware who are you pitch yourself
0: sure uh elevator pitch i am a content creator on twitch uh and been video gaming since i was born essentially but uh currently right now i am a caster for like twitch rivals for Fortnite for the official like tournament They are like competitive scenes so you know you play with your friends and whatnot there is a scene out there that is super super crazy and super intense and it feels great. It's like essentially I'm a sportscaster for all that, and uh, I've been doing that for about a year. Like 2020 has been crazy chaotic for me, and uh, as a kind of funny best friend, I've been a kind of funny best friend forever. Like since the mm. since when they've been in a closet. Literally that was my first joining into the Kind of Funny family. Uh, and, you know, Greg has been so kind to me throughout the years, been giving me advice. You guys are Kind of Funny. Uh, best friends have been so nice to me throughout the years and all the fellas out there and Joey as well have been so generous. And it's been kind of crazy. Like, I remember the first time I was on the Kind of Funny Games Daily as a correspondent, the first correspondent. And I was so hype and I came out the gate, guns blazing, talking about uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy when I got that first look at that. And I learned a lot. Oh, from, yeah. Yeah, I learned a lot from that experience and how, you know, when approaching these kinds of things and in terms of like it's more laid back, it's not like news correspondent type vibe. But uh, no, dude, it, it's been really cool. It's been a really good journey. And uh, I have a wife and I have a kid and it's hard to be a gamer dad these days. But, hey, man, you know, you find the time to squeeze it in.
2: For sure. Sancho, it's awesome having you here. I've known you as a kind of funny best friend, I feel like, forever. And it's been one of those things where I feel like I always see you from, like, across the water or across the pond or whatever. And I'm like, man, Sancho West is over there doing his thing. And I've seen the meteoric rise of Sancho West because, like... You know, even though you're a kind of funny best friend, you're also killing it on Twitch. You're also killing it on Twitch Rivals. You're also do. I was watching you stream Fortnite the other day, and I'll and you know you like you have a, you have an audience behind you. You have a community behind you, and you're doing such a great job doing doing what it is that you do. Yeah. Uh, and so shout out to Young. Glad that that we finally get to actually make content together because we've never really gotten to do this. And I, I think we did. I think we were like on, on Among Us very yes. briefly when you played earlier in the week. But like we've act. This is our first time, I think, actually making content content together and i'm very
0: excited about it so welcome thank you it's wild man i wish i was in san francisco of course i mean you know due to the things i'm I'm glad i'm here regardless but the one thing i want to point out though is for the people that you know who are wondering like who's this guy and what do they do i you know us too we built content to get us where we are and we grinded our butts off to get to where we are so that is what's i hope for the people out there who hasn't started yet you know just start making stuff you never know where it goes exactly well
2: let's get into some of that content today's stories include the ps5 ui finally being revealed the xbox launch lineup finally being revealed and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show at patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you uh the week of streams keeps getting bigger that's right we're doing an untitled goose game co-op stream right after kind of funny games daily today but later on tomorrow uh, we've partnered with joe biden's campaign to debut the official joe biden island in animal crossing new horizons This happened. Happening tomorrow, Friday at eleven a.m. Pacific time, you can join Greg as he checks out what the teams come up with in the game. And then after the Biden Island stream, uh, me and Greg are going to be playing Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. Of course, that's all happening on Twitch.tv/KindOfFunnyGames. The fun doesn't stop there though, because no. this Saturday, October. Continues. Uh, you can join me and Barrett as we play through the entirety of Donkey Kong 64, culminating in the finale. And a cool thing has happened, ladies and gentlemen. You know, of course, we've talked about it on PS and uh, over the course of the last week. I had teeth problems. I had a toothache, went to the dentist, got my wisdom uh, tooth removed, only one of them. Uh, got it removed, but then that delayed Donctober. But it delayed it in a good way because yes. we had four episodes of Donktober planned for mm-hmm. Saturdays in in. Donc Uh there are five Saturdays in Donktober. And so what that did was delay the last episode into Halloween Saturday. Ooh. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to announce that the series finale of Donctober this month is now dubbed Donkaween. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> It's an exciting time of the year. We're here, baby. Donkeyween is happening. It's official. Of course is
1: going to be the craziest day ever because, of course, you're such a big fan of hot. Like you're the biggest fan of Halloween. You're such a big fan of, of Donkey Kong sixty four. Like, of course, the, nothing could be more of a blessing at AOA Junior Day than Donkeyween.
0: It's going to be very <sighs> and exciting, ve-
2: and I'm very excited about it. Tune in. Will shenanigans ensue? We'll have to see.
0: Who knows? Well, I, I just, gotta yeah. say though, I gotta say, fellas, mm. you two are kind of linked to my family now you know my kid like i said she's barely three i i said one day i go it is time and i pulled out the nintendo switch i yeah, fired up the super nintendo emulator in that bad boy. yeah you did i put in donkey kong country because she likes big old monkeys and whatnot and apes. yeah you did and she was like oh look it's a big monkey and i was like it's an ape but it's just fine and she was like oh get the crocodile so what i did is I control the the you know movement and she controls the jumps and we're connecting bananas and we're c- advancing through levels and she's meeting all the favorite characters of Donkey Kong thanks to you two. That's
2: what Donktober is all about. Like I've gotten it's so many up. tweets, people being like, "Oh yeah, I booted up uh, Donkey Kong Country. Oh yeah, I booted up uh, this. I booted up that and." That's what this season is about. This is the best time of the year. October, Donctober, Halloween, Donkoween. It's all going down. Of course, you can catch it uh, Saturday at 12 noon Pacific time on twitch.tv slash kindofwinninggames. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tom Bach, Mom, and Mohammed, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you like by that- Upstart, DoorDash, and Bespoke Post, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be. Europa report <laughs> it's time for some news we have five stories today a dozen starting with a huge number one the playstation 5 UI has finally been revealed I'm reading directly from Shem Gartenberg at the verge and it's a large write-up but it's all necessary information we got an 11 minute video from playstation and they kind of broke down the different elements of it uh in the verge did a great job of condensing it all down just one article Sony just revealed one of the final big questions about the upcoming PlayStation 5, what the user interface looks like. A lengthy new walkthrough shows, shows off what it'll look like to actually use the upcoming console when it launches on November 12th. The new UI is a big change for Sony, offering a complete overhaul of the rather spartan menus that the PS4 offered. Similar to the PS4, Sony will offer a row of installed, installed or available games or streaming apps in a separate tab that shows off the various games, each with its own hub. Scrolling down with that with that Game Hub will show more specific activities and game modes that can be launched directly from the home screen, along with the other news or along with other news and clips from the title. Sony says some backwards compatible PS4 games will offer a similar functionality also. Sony is also experimenting with an explore menu that shows off official news from Sony and developers, along with trending videos and gameplay clips. Although it says that it's still testing the feature and that not all users may have access to it at launch. There's a new control center menu uh, accessed at any time by pressing the playstation button which gives players access to a wide array of system tools like seeing notifications which friends are on which friends are online controlling music managing settings for the console and controller and seeing the status of downloads there's also a new series of cards a key part of the user interface that serves as a sort of ongoing feeder news about games recent achievements or screenshots and more Also in the row of cards are new activities, individual cards that link out to specific levels or gameplay modes within a game. Selecting an activity will give an an overview of that level, including including a personalized estimate of how much time the PS5 thinks it will take you to finish the level, and any objects you have yet to accomplish. Some games and objectives will also include official game help for PlayStation Plus subscribers, which will show helpful videos and hints for the specific objective directly within the game. Some cards will even support a picture-in-picture mode or split-screen view to help, to, uh, split-screen view to help players see the hints side-by-side. Sony is also expanding how parties will work on the PS5. Uh, players can now share their screens with other, menu, other, with other members of their party and even pin those separate gameplay streams alongside their own. Parties are also meant to serve as more persistent gameplay groups instead of one-off voice chat channels. Lastly, the PlayStation Store has also been directly integrated into the overall software instead of a separate application, making it easier to find new games and apps to purchase and download on the PlayStation 5. Sancho, did you get the chance to check out the PlayStation 5 UI reveal?
0: I did, I did. I took a look at it, you know, but early in the morning in bed. And I was like, what's going on on Twitter? Everyone's blowing up about the UI. For fact, In fact, everyone thought it would be on Burger King. But anyway, I digress. The whole point for me, I think the UI... I, the first thought that popped into mind, Blessing, was like, man, what happened to the days of just being surprised? You know what I mean? Like, what happened to the days hmm. of not knowing what the the startup sounds going to be? I just feel like the race for content is crazy. And then everybody out there, even now PlayStation, is understanding what the people want. People like seeing this content. But for some reason, like, it, when I – because, again – I've been playing since the NES days, and then seeing all the different console launches. And there's always that special moment of just hitting the button and then just seeing the UI for the first time. So seeing it here, I know they didn't show everything, but I, I kind of bummed me out a little bit. Kind of remind me of the days of all the digital, uh, you know, uh, cases and whatnot when you open up a game for the first time. Now you just get one sheet. You never get the whole, you know, the whole. Um, Manual. Yeah, I, I, you know, want the, I, I want the I packet
1: that. that gives us like yeah. the, the extra details on the stories and like the, the, yes. the weird side characters yeah, I miss yes. this days.
0: so the whole point for me blessing when it comes to this ui is like it has to not be it can't be bad in the sense because that's the only time when people talk about it if right. it just does its thing and it just sits in the background and you don't think about it like the workflows and going through and all that stuff then it's a good ui but everybody on the internet from what I was seeing was like wanting it to be something better. And I'm like, well, I don't know if you want anything more complex or anything like that. You just want it to work without anyone noticing it. Am I right? Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. And I think honestly,
2: when I, when I look at the UI review and I look and I look at how it looks and how it functions and all, and all that stuff, I have, I've had such a mixed reaction to it because I think in terms of how it presents and how it moves and all that stuff, I think it's great. I think it looks visually better than the PS4 UI. I think, yes. uh, you know, from what from what we've seen here, it seems quicker. It's, it seems more fluid. And I'm sure the SSD is probably going to add to that in terms of how when I use my PS4 now, right? Like a lot of the times things, things can get stuttery, things can get slow, things can load in. And that's not necessarily what I want from menus. And so, like, all that stuff seems better here. You know, I, I like how it looks visually when it comes down to the features they showed, everything, nothing, like nothing seems bad by any means. Like there's exactly. not, there, there wasn't any bad, bad news here. Uh, but I will say that a lot of the features were kind of underwhelming to me. Like when they get into cards and stuff, that's where I was like, all right, I see where you're going here. None of this really speaks to me in a way that I think I'm actually going to use. Like I, I think the idea of uh, game help is awesome. Like that's really cool uh, for for people that are going to use that. I don't know when I'm gonna use that. Like I I'd probably prefer to like look up my own game guides if I really wanted wanted to look them up.
0: Yeah. At, I mean at the same time, busing you gotta think about it. It's like that kind of cuts off the the I guess the YouTube, the content creators out there that make those kind of things like the PlayStation yeah. trophy guides, all those kinds of things. You you have to take a step back and be like, how would that affect that culture, that biosphere of everybody working like that? Because that's what content creating to me is all about. When everybody asks me, like, where do I start in content creating? It's like, look for the holes where no one is doing this kind of content and then fill it. And then you you gather an audience around that needs that content. But for me, what I see that, uh, if I wanted to look into the Terminator future, is that, is that gonna cut down all of those kinds of content? But at the same time, when you ask like, "How does game help to me? For me, I kind of see that like, if I picked up a game, like for example, I picked up Horizon Zero Dawn, and I haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn in forever. And I know that when you first jump back in, especially in an open world game in in, in sandbox type games, you're sitting there like, all right, what did I do last? <laughs> Where am I? And what do I need to do? So I kind of see, I, I like that really quickly, boom, it's in-game. I could see exactly where I am. I could hit up a friend and be like, hey, man, I'm stuck in this level. Let me show you exactly where I am. But I think for this UI to be flawlessly awesome as it's being presented, I think you're going to have to have a strong internet connection. And it's going to rely on the SSD being at a prime working. And I, you know how it goes. Hard drives, they tend to, de- I guess, go down in quality as time goes on. So. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, like, like, like I said, it, it didn't have any like glaring, like, you know what I mean. And I think the UI needs to just be like a. It needs to be like an Alfred <laughs> because I'm watching the Batman review. It needs to be like an mm. Alfred where he doesn't just stand out. You know, he's just be in the shadows, be cool, do your thing. Let the the Batman and the Robins of the video game world do their vibe and just kind of just sit back and don't be a, a glaring bad point. in because like the Xbox One, yikes, that one was bad. Oh, you don't, you don't like the Xbox One one? No, not, not the one at, at, at launch. I mean, that's when mm-hmm. they were they wanted. At, okay, to be, yeah. I'm they want, you Yeah, there. the one at launch. Like the one they want that that. Remember when they revealed that one? Everyone was like, "What is this?" Like, yeah. they wanted to be the multi complex of the the hub of your room, and you, and they leaned into that. And that is when all the gamers are like, well, "Well, what?" So, I got a question here
2: from Brittany Taylor who wrote into Patreon dot slash kind of funny games. Kind of gives their own feedback on on how they feel about uh, UI that I think is interesting. Okay. Brittany Taylor writes in and says, Today is the day, and the king has delivered on his promise of a whopper-sized announcement for this morning. Like my question, of course, is simple. What are your thoughts on the PS5 UI reveal? As a mom and a full-time worker who is mostly who is a mostly physical game owner, I want I want to give a little perspective on my favorite things on both the Xbox Series X and PS5 system side features. Respectful. A little background. I own PS4s, <clears throat> I own PS4s and sold my Xbox One early on. I am purchasing both the Xbox Series X, and the PS5. I love Quick Resume and was really hoping to have that feature on the PS5 until uh, today. Uh, With the fact that I'm mostly physical and with how fast that SSD seems to be starting games, I have to say my favorite feature is activities in the cards because they give you an idea of how long it takes to complete each one. However, with me not having any exclusives I'm looking forward to or any backwards compatible games, I'll be using Game Pass and therefore will get the full benefit of Quick Resume with those digital titles. I've never had a situation at a launch where both platforms appear to be trying something different that both speak to me on such different levels. Man, video games are cool. And, like, to me, that's an example of there are a lot of features they showed off with the PS5 UI that I look at and I'm like, I am probably never going to use that. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, the cards especially, I'm just like, all right, I'm sure I'll be able to customize those in a way where the ones that I use are the ones that I could put to the left or put. Uh, to the most front because like in the in the video, I think when they pulled it up, it was, the the first cards you saw were ones where I was like, I'm never gonna use that, never gonna use that, <laughs> never gonna use that, yeah. right? But maybe I'll use the trophies one. Maybe I'll use the one that shows me how long it takes for me to complete an activity. Who knows? Um, but yeah, like Brittany here is saying, you know, for for her having having some of these cards there, you know, are it's gonna be awesome, right? In terms of no, like knowing how m- how much time you have left, or even like quick resume as a feature, right? That's less of a UI thing, but as a system feature. It's gonna work for them, you know. Really awesome. Like, really, I think that's
1: pretty cool. Really quick, uh, something that I know people were picking up on at the very end, and I know they didn't really do like an answer to quicker zoom today. But when they went, in, uh, when you go into rest mode, it says here: charge controllers, download updates, and suspend your games. Uh, don't unplug the AC power uh, cord while in rest mode. So it seems that like you can have multiple games going at once. Maybe I I assume that's a feature. Yeah, and like they, I mean they. Have they not specified the Quick Resume is like, a or not Quick Resume
2: specifically, because they're not going to call it that, but basically multiple suspended games is a feature kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Because that's the thing I've always just assumed is going to be the case with PlayStation, given that it's
0: the case with Xbox and given that both of them are are working off of
2: the SSDs that are going to allow them to do that.
0: And what Um, I also want to know, Blessing, is will the PlayStation unit yell at you for every time where you accidentally power it down? I never felt so guilty in my life when I accidentally shut down my PlayStation 4, and then oh I got met with so much anger and disgust and the fear that I lost everything on my console when I boot it back up again. It's like, you didn't <laughs> properly shut it down. And so, yeah. It back up like, in, like, that
2: low-resolution mode, and you see yeah. the loading bar, and it's yeah.
1: like, oh, fuck, what did I do? <laughs> uh, and to specify here, people were asking, like, oh, can't you, uh, can't you suspend uh, games on PS4? Yeah, but it's only one game that's running. We're specifically looking at the grammar here and suspend your games, like the... Plural. Oh, being I The, the ultimate I see, I see word it. there of like, can you have multiple games running at the same time? You got and, you got to and suspend uh, multiple of them at once when going into rest rest mode. I, Suspending I, things isn't a new uh, thing from PS4 to PS5, but course, maybe yeah. doing multiple games now is a, is
0: a new thing. I gotta give a shout out to Brittany though, because she asked, She says the most important statement is that both Xbox and PlayStation are doing cool things at launch. I feel like the PlayStation's four launch was very underwhelming at, in terms of what games were available. That I mean, I remember when that thing first launched, only had Resogun, and that's it. And you know, you couldn't really do much with the console. I remember still playing playstation 3 for the longest time until playstation 4 finally started catching up and it feels like both competitors understand that this is another front in their quote-unquote war and i always dislike console wars in general i'm always the kind of gamer that's like you know what whatever floats your boat that's cool with me i vibe with both they're they're both phenomenal they both uh have their audiences and they both cater to those audiences but it's interesting to see that I feel that PlayStation is essentially going for its same audience in itself. It's like, hey, these are the UI. It's a little bit refined. We're a little bit more um, like we're stronger, beefier. We're bigger in in a sense of size. But we're going to be refined in a sense of your experience is going to be great. It's not going to be anything new. It's not going to be anything too crazy. The UI is going to look very similar but Xbox at the same time is like, hey, we're going to come out the gate and we have all this new stuff that's never been in the Xbox ecosystem. We're going to beef up the Game Pass. So I just feel like the hype around Xbox is a lot higher than the PlayStation. But as a PlayStation fan, I just feel like you're going to, you feel, you still feel like, all right, things look good. There hasn't been any kind of red flag so far.
2: Yeah. We're, we're doing all right. It's it's the difference between having security on on one side with yeah. PlayStation versus having... Xbox which is trying to make moves and trying to you know make make up ground and trying to do dynamic things so that they can shift the market toward uh, yes. towards their way. Like and and, and that's what that's, that's kind of what has me so conflicted with this UI reveal because despite me looking at the new features and me being like all right none of this really excites me. It's not like that's none of that is really making me go, "Oh, how dare they?" or like, "Oh, PlayStation in trouble." Like I'm not yeah. I, I'm not feeling that way at all because Again, for the things that I want them to upgrade, it seems like they're upgrading. It looks better. It looks like it runs faster. It looks cleaner. Like I'm I, I, like I, I'm not really asking for too much aside from that because for the most part, I'm fairly happy with my current PlayStation experience. I got a question here from MangoJR who wrote in uh, to Patreon.com. It's kind of funny games just like you can. It says, good morning, friends. We finally got our first look at the PlayStation PlayStation UI today. Disappointingly, not from Burger King. And I am not sure how I feel about it, especially compared to the to the Series X UI. There, ju- there just seems to be a lot going on. With convenience and ease of access playing such a prominent role in our console of choice, what weight do you think the UI of next-gen carries in that decision-making process? Also, most importantly, will themes still be a thing? Keep killing it, Mango, JR. And Mango, Like to your question of uh, what weight do you think the UI of next gen consoles uh, carry in that de- decision making process. Barely any. Like, I don't think anybody's gonna look at the UI and go, "That's the console <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm going for." It could be a you know death by a thousand cuts thing, where say if you have been you know in the middle, you know, trying to figure out where you're gonna go for next gen, and you 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 you're keeping your your I guess finger to the pulse, right, and understanding that okay, cool, yeah. Backward compatibility looks awesome. Oh, mm. snap, I'm a big fan of Bethesda games. Oh, oh, oh man, the, I like how the Xbox Series X UI is shaping up. Maybe at a certain point, those dominoes start falling at a, uh, to a certain extent to where you are. Like, you know what? I'm just going to get an Xbox. But I don't know. I don't know how like, big of, uh, of a uh, thing UI is in that decision-making process. I think it's, it's more so a thing of fans just wanting to know, wanting to know what the next seven years of their gameplay experience is going to look like.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that. And it's more of like talking points. I mean, like a lot of people like to use it as bullet points in this competition between Xbox and PlayStation. A lot of the people that, you know, are in that culture like to use it against the other side. But when you're talking about all these things with UI, what, what seems to me that I'm thinking about it is like at this point, Xbox and Sony are going against the people that are trying to get into games or the factors right people who are like you know what i've been in the sony uh, ecosystem for a long time i'm not happy with it i'm running out of funds you know we can't talk about how badly 2020 is hurting a lot of people uh you know Wallet-wise, maybe the Xbox is a great feature to jump into the Game Pass so that way I could play all the games I want. I mean, those are the people that they're going for. And it kind of reminds me of, like, for the longest time I've been an Apple fan forever, been an Apple fanboy forever, had the first iPhone. And now when we get to the iPhone 12, I'm like, eh, you know, I, def- mm. I defunct, I defactored, I got out of the uh, ecosystem, I went to Android. And I feel like I'm very happy with the Android and the way it does things. And yes, I do miss the sometimes the sleek UI presentations. I do miss the you know the embodiment of everything. But I do like the freedom that the Android presents that I've discovered yeah. after switching. So I think it's just a matter of like, and we haven't even talked about when if your friend has an Xbox, that means you got to have an Xbox. It's just the way it goes sometimes. But with all these multiplayers and cross cross platform, cross generational, I think that like conversation is out the way. And I think it's going to come down to, like you mentioned, the Bethesda's, the Sony exclusive. When will Microsoft lay down the hammer of their exclusives? And they haven't revealed everything as well either. So I just think right now that Microsoft is essentially outmaneuvering and I'm just waiting for them to execute what they have in mind. Because I think they're just kind of getting everybody ready to go. And Hmm. I think right now PlayStation is just kind of just chilling. It's like, we don't, like you said, so we don't have to swing for the fences. Let's just get some singles, some doubles. We'll get some runs in eventually. We could, you know, rely on our exclusives and our strong player base at the moment.
2: Yeah. We mentioned that there was no bad news in the PS5 uh, UI reveal. And although true, there is a little bit of bad news associated with the PS5 uh, UI reveal. Story number two, let's talk about PlayStation parties. Because there's a lot going on. Of course, yesterday we got the uh, PlayStation 4 version 8.0 update. And with that comes two very important things to talk about. And I've separated these stories by part A and part B. So I'm going to start with part A here. PS5 can record voice chats and report them to moderators. This is from Jordan Alleman at IGN. PlayStation 5 users will be able to record voice chats and send them to moderators. The news was revealed alongside the latest system software update for the PlayStation 4 version 8.0. PS4 users have been reporting seeing a notification in party chats where they are told that, quote, voice chats may be recorded for moderation, end quote. According to the PlayStation blog, this is a preemptive measure for the upcoming feature, which will launch alongside the PlayStation 5. Quote, Voice chat recording for moderation is a feature that will be available on PS5 when it launches and will enable users to record their voice chats on PS5 and submit them for moderation review, explains Sid Schumann, Senior Director at SIE Content Communications. Quote, the pop-up you're seeing on PS4 right now is to let you know that when you participate in a chat with a PS5 user post-launch, they may submit those recordings from their PS5 console to SIE, end quote. And this is one of those things where I think when you... Read into the details of it, I think you kind of realize it not really a big deal. Um, but people were freaking out about this yesterday on Twitter. I saw, uh, which it make, it makes sense, right? Like you log into a party, it says that they're listening, and you're like, "Oh, I I'm in a surveillance state. I'm gonna not talk in <laughs> my parties anymore." Um, but I like I, the reality of it, of it is like you could be recorded before. Like that's not really a, a, a new thing. Like mm. spe- players could turn. Well, you'd have to you'd have to like check a box, but. There, there, there was already the ability there for players to record you on PlayStation parties, uh, and so there's that. Part B is where things get more interesting. All right, okay. PS4 owners aren't happy with the new party system. This is Liam Croft at Push Square. One of the biggest changes uh, PlayStation 4 firmware update 8.0 made earlier today was a complete overhaul of the party system. It has interlinked the messaging system with party functionality uh, to, on the surface, make sending off numerous party invites at once a complete breeze. However... That's not how the PS4 community has taken to it. Reddit, PS4, and other Sony-focused communities are pleading with the Japanese giant to revert back to the original system as the updated party mechanic is now presenting so many more problems than it needs to. What this update has essentially done, as far as we understand it, is introduce so many more steps to forming a party than there needs to be. Before update 8.0, you could simply start a party by opening up your friends list and popping off invites to your buddies. Now, you can only invite users via pre-formed message groups. Now, this change is fine if you have a dedicated group of people to play to play with and that lineup never changes. However, the moment you veer off that path, problems start to arise. Let's say one of your friends has a buddy who wants to join the party for some Call of Duty, Call of Duty Warzone matches. You would have to create yet another message group purely to send them an, an invite when before you could simply list the party as public and they'd be able to join by themselves. Imagine having to repeat this process over and over again every single time a new player wants to join your squad. Sony has created a hassle where there wasn't one. Worse still is that private parties don't even seem to be a thing anymore. Because of this, the PS4 subreddit has been on fire for the past couple of hours, asking Sony to revert the system back to what it was. It's even tougher to test the feature properly right now. This was written yesterday uh, uh, for full clarity. It's tougher to test the feature properly right now, anyway, because friends lists aren't loading in. Reddit user Cool Sage said, "quote It's like it regressed from having ease of access, multiple settings, and being and being fast to sluggish, unappealing, and more complicated. Plus, my whole system is acting up, so there's definitely some bugs." And mm. quote a lot in there. Yeah, summed up. Basically, Sony changed up parties for the new update, and it seems like they probably shouldn't have.
0: I mean, man, it just sounds like to me we're going to be in this weird transitional phase of just trying to figure out what to do with the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5, how to bring in those ecosystems together and mesh it into one, considering that games are going to be cross-generational as well. So, I mean, I think it's just growing pains. I feel like sometimes... You know, a developer or whatever, uh, they kind of, a dev kind of changes things a little bit and then they realize maybe they overstepped it or maybe, you know, something that was working with a small isolated group was working well. But now when you introduce it to the masses, things get kind of crazy and overhand and maybe there's some things you oversight. Uh, I mean, for me, I haven't used the PlayStation 4 Party in forever. I'm more like a Discord guy now. And I, as a, I know, because when I do consoles, I'm sitting next to my my desktop computer and I have all those access to me. But I know that for all my buddies in the PlayStation who are just hardcore PlayStation, they do have a problem with this. And I see this as well as a content creator or a streamer. If you're trying to add somebody, just to go through all that steps is bad. Bad news mm-hmm. bears. I mean, I wish that more companies had a much more simpler way of adding people. Uh, like I love Steams, how they do that, the friend code and all those kinds of things. That's a really great way of just do it instantly. But I just feel like right now, it's, it's, I like anything that everyone's just, on a magnifying glass right now. Like everyone's just zoned in. There's not much going on in terms of day-to-day life here. You know, we're all (laughs) quarantined in our rooms and whatnot. So any bit of news or anything changes like that, it's just gonna send everybody off. But one thing on the plus side is just to really go back to story A blessing, as a parent, I think that's great. You know, to be able to- moderation, yeah. Yeah, the moderation is fantastic. And again, it is submitted to only the moderation into a PlayStation so they could review things. and. I mean, I don't know about your experience, Blessing, but I mean, I've seen some of its nastiness directed towards me personally in my DMs, in in my PlayStation private, like, and I wish I could record those kinds of things or report them. And that's dope that I can because I feel like a lot of people hide behind their gamer tag and they hide behind that anonymity and they just use it for toxicity. And I've always hated this notion of like, oh, you would never survive in a Call of Duty lobby. I've been there in those Call of Duty lobbies and that wasn't fun, bro. Like, who says that was fun? And that's what I'm hoping that with this new kind of thing, we weed out those people, or kind of hope that they learn. Yo, man, there's somebody else on the other end of that uh, of that character. You don't have to be so mean to them about it, but I don't know, man. This whole thing about the chat thing, I think it's just blown out of proportion. They'll eventually they'll fix it. And that's how I always think about things. Is like you could be upset about it, but don't be overly upset to the point where you just keep digging on this like on a wound. Just they'll fix it eventually.
2: Yeah, no, I'm 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 definitely there in, in terms of I, I like the moderation stuff. Like I yeah in, in general, I I mean I do I obviously have a problem with like surveillance states and all that stuff, but yes. this very much doesn't seem to be that. This very much just seem seem to be a way to get moderation going on the PS5 or do it and do it in a better way, which I'm all about. Like I'm I'm down mm-hmm. with that because a lot of people can be shitty uh on voice chats and whatnot. Uh yeah. yeah, in terms of the PlayStation parties, again, like I'm with you in terms of it seems like it's ps5 growing pains seems like they're gearing up for something uh it seems like they it's growing pains in a way where they probably should have thought twice about about trying to grow in this way like maybe this is this is leading towards something that ends up making playstation parties better on the ps5 who knows that said this was not the way to do it like changing people one people don't like change in general two People especially don't like change when it's <laughs> worse change. And this seems like worse change. As somebody who I hate whenever I get the notification if somebody just added me to a group. Because I, whenever I get that on PlayStation, I'm like, all right, what well, bullshit is about to follow, right? And usually, right? Usually it's somebody's messaging me some spam or you know, you have to create a group in order to get a message thing going. Looping in PlayStation voice parties with that, voice chat with that, I, I get the idea of wanting to condense it. Because right. when it comes to the systems on your uh, on the the features on your system, the more you can condense and make different features work together in 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 um uh in sync, cool. Like that makes things easier. That makes things more straightforward. PlayStation parties work better than PlayStation messages. <laughs> like people yeah. like the way the PlayStation parties work, Very where good. you can just add people in and you don't have to worry about that hassle. PlayStation messages, I never use. I don't know anybody who really uses them. That can, I know, people do use them, but not that consistently right Right. like i I haven't used playstation messages as much as i did let's say in the first half of the generation
0: and you know they uh, also introduced those you know remember when they introduced the playstation communities i mean Mm -hmm. i I feel like now that 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 place is just you you have so many things to take care of in social media wise in your own and that that to add another social media type community place Like when I built mine for my community, it's just, I just never think of it. I never think to go to check it, you know? And And that's the thing they're, I believe uh, Greg just reported about this the other day that they're shutting down
2: PlayStation communities, which is great. Like, I, again, like we're building towards a, hey, let's get rid of the fat. Let's like, let's keep what works. Let's (laughs) merge what works. It's just, hey, we gotta, We got to merge better. Like, let's figure out a better way to make these things play together as opposed to Mm -hmm. keeping the bad parts of PlayStation messages and making that work with PlayStation parties the thing that people already like.
0: Well, my question is, what's stopping Sony from reaching out to like a, I I, I, I know, kind of funny uh, slash you're wrong if I'm wrong about this. Does Microsoft have an exclusive deal with Discord? I mean, I feel like Discord is slowly becoming the place to get people together for voice communications, for messages, for communities, and they they have it already done because that's what they do. So my question is, why? What's stopping Sony from bringing in like a uh, a Teamspeak or something of that and integrating it into the UI so that way it's not only because all future platform or future games will have that cross-generation or cross-platform play so that way we could play with pc players easily or we could play with xbox players easily so i like i don't understand is it just because because of moderation they want to keep everything in-house so they could moderate that they could you know implement their anyone who has a penalty or you know what i mean like that crosses the line they could penalize them and you can't really penalize someone that's in the microsoft kind of word so i don't know i just feel like there's I always feel like when, for me, I always outsource. If there's something that I can't do, I suck at graphic design. I don't have an Andy Cortez in my, you know what I mean? In my mm-hmm. back pocket to kind of throw up something awesome, or I don't have uh, a Nick Scarpino who could do some awesome graphic artist uh, animation. So I just outsource it, you know? So I don't know what's stopping PlayStation from outsourcing their, their communities and their messaging.
2: It. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of, it, it probably is a mixture of moderation and them just wanting to have control of their own ecosystem. Uh, I will say I would love nothing more more than a a Discord app though on PlayStation. Like oh, I, yeah. I don't, I like I think that's something you can make work. I think that's something that'd be awesome for the reasons you just said, right? Like crossplay and all that stuff. The more and more that becomes ubiquitous, the more and more you're gonna need features that uh, account for that. And having a Discord app on the PlayStation, oh man, that'd oh, be man. a great step. I'd be all about that. Speaking Mm -hmm. of different platforms, story number three, the Xbox Series X full launch lineup has been revealed. Uh, I'm pulling this directly from Xbox at Xbox Wire. They write, when you power on your Xbox Series X or Xbox Series S on November 10th, you'll be greeted by the largest launch lineup in Xbox history. Games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Watch Dogs Legion, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Gears Tactics, and Tetris Effect Connected will be some of the much-anticipated next-gen games you can play on day one. The Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S will launch with 30 new games playable on day one, uh, 20 of them with smart delivery that are upgraded automatically in thousands of backwards-compatible titles across four generations. Looking forward to this holiday, there will be some... There, There will be more incredible games coming to Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S before the end of the year, including Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War launching November 13th, Destiny 2 Beyond Light launching November 10th, and optimized for Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S on December 8th, and Xbox console launch exclusive The Medium on December 10th. When Cyberpunk 2077 launches on November 19th, it'll look and play best on our next-gen consoles and take advantage of smart delivery technology, giving fans the best version for whatever Xbox console you own. There is truly a game for everyone on Xbox, and we can't wait to enter the future of console gaming with you. A list of games available on, available starting on November 10th that look and play best on Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S includes, it's a full list, I'm going to read the whole list. because Hit why me not? With it. Hit me with it. We got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Borderlands 3, Bright Memory 1.0, Cuisine Royale, Dead by Daylight, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, Dirt 5, Enlisted, Evergate, The Falconeer, Fortnite, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Gears Tactics. Grounded, King Oddball, Man Eater, Manifold Garden, a game that you should play because that game is great, NBA 2K21, Observer, System Redux, Ori and the Wolf of the Wisps, also a great game, Uh, Planet Coaster, Sea of Thieves, Tetris Effect Connected, The Tourist, War Thunder, Warhammer, Watch Dogs Legion, WRC 9 FIA World Rally Championship, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and yes, Your Grace, what a launch lineup.
0: Yo, man, the days of Ridge Racer is gone. You know, I, I there's nothing worse than spending five hundred, six hundred dollars buying those two controllers. And you literally have two games and you're like, what am hmm. I going to do? <laughs> like, I remember that, man. I remember buying the PlayStation three. Granted, I have resistance fall. Man, that game was dope. Um, but yeah, what an exciting lineup. There's the, they they nailed it on the head right there. I mean, you said it. They have everything for everybody. And at the same time as well, I love the cheekiness of that. It's the best place to play. Like they're always going to throw in those little jabs in, in there, but there's, there's nothing, there's something for everybody in there. And you always got to have your sports games. And so NBA 2K 21, which actually looks great on it. You know, more sweat. I What do you need in more sports yeah. games? Just more sweat and more light reflecting that, I mean, exactly, <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly, <laughs> and the better hairlines, you know what I mean? Uh, But yes, so yeah, you know, it, it's good, man. I, I think a lot of people are sleeping on this lineup. A lot of people who, who like, who've been in PlayStation uh, don't understand that Xbox is ready. Xbox is gonna come out the gate swinging and you have to be, you gotta watch out, man. There's some fantastic multiplayer games because I'm a multiplayer guy on it. Don't sleep on Cuisine Royale, that's a game available now. It's really fun to play as a battle royale, of course, Fortnite as well, I and mean, we've seen Greg out there already testing it, so. That's gonna be dope. So it's kind of crazy, man.
2: Yeah, no, I'm all about this. And like you know, the when Halo Infinite got delayed, I did have yeah. the thing in me that was like, oh, all right, what's that launch lineup gonna look like? And this generation, more so than any previous generation before, I think, really go- proves that like the days of uh, the days of Ridge, Ridge Racer, right? Like the days of having having launch lineups that are all right, here's your three games that are going to be playing for a few months. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's over, right? And that's on, that's on both sides. I think both PlayStation and Xbox have great launch lineups that we're able to look forward to. And that is only boosted by backwards compatibility and the both like Xbox Game Pass and and all the games that are available there. And then also the um, PlayStation Plus collection, right? That's available on the PlayStation side of things. Like you're going to yep. have a lot of games that you can look forward to when you jump into either of these consoles. And so, we're living in very excited, exciting times, and I'm all about
0: it. Oh, man, all about it. I mean, and even the Nintendo Switch had a great lineup, too. And what I liked about it as well is that Nintendo kind of leaned on the indie scene, like, hard. You know, they leaned mm. on it just to give everybody the chance to kind of perfect their, uh, you know, their first party game. So, I agree with man it was a bummer to see Halo go out of it and I think those are the things I was talking about you know I think everybody is so in tune it kind of reminds me of wrestling right wrestling back in the 80s and 90s everyone was just loving it just for it was there was no one trying to be outsmart no one's trying to understand what's a heel or babyface they were just engaged with it right but now everybody's educated in gaming everybody knows about UIs everybody knows about you know going gold and all the little Mm minutiae of gaming they're they're never really get lost in it and they always want to have a hot take when it comes to this game's delayed because X, Y, and Z. This game's frame looks all bad. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just kind of just like shedding the critique in that. I know that's what we all do in the gaming space, most of us, and especially uh, you know some of the things that kind of funny does. But at the same time, you know, you, just hearing all these games at launch, it's incredible. Like that's awesome. And cool to be excited. It's cool to be excited, you know, and and, and at the same time, it's like, yo, your investment is paying off. And I think what's really smart for them is just to say, like, I'm interested to see where the smart delivery goes, because I feel in gaming in general, I feel like the Internet is going to the Internet speeds are always going to slow down what the future is going to hold. So I'm interested to see if our Internet connections could hold up for what Xbox and PlayStation promises.
2: Story number four, Spider-Man Miles Morales let lets you use a Bodega Cat as a weapon. This is Julia Lee at Polygon. Bear, I have a video for you to play for this one. Uh, a new look at Spider-Man Miles Morales from Game Informer showed off a new character that we already love a bodega cat. The cat, also named Spider-Man, is found in a backpack hanging in a warehouse. Uh, Miles ends up returning the cat to the bodega bodega owner, but after this, the cat dons the mask and can be used as a weapon in a fight. While knocking bad guys around, the cat can leap out of Miles' backpack and unleash a harsh swipe. Twitter was going crazy about this yesterday. And let me tell you, I was with it. I'm all about this. This is awesome. Give me the bodega cat. <laughs> let me use this cat in my combat
0: yeah i remember jeff uh jeff keely was like saying he wished that he got this exclusive for this and Informer yeah. actually has it but yeah dude i mean but yeah, for people in new york in that new york area i know bodega cats are like vital like yeah they're, a thing. Up, they're a thing you know there's it's like a, a cat just chills there and look at I'm, this guy look at him i mean he looks like a garfield i vibe with that as well garfield is by far the cat of that of my childhood but I love that he has a little like a little hoodie and like a beanie type of Spider-Man. I mean, oh I'm all God. for it. And uh, you know what? As well, look how gorgeous this game is, dude! Like, yeah, one
1: one little detail that I like is already standing out to me uh, is like the way that Miles is swinging around compared to Peter. Like he doesn't. Like I'm sure it'll he's still not, he's feel the refined. He he's not as refined. He's not as uh, confident with his moveset. and you, you can like see that uh, like once he does like a big swing or something like that. It's really this game yeah. is going to be also so the weird.
2: reflections on everything. <laughs> like <laughs> if you if uh, you know if you're a video watcher, right? Like if you if you rewind back a little bit, like the when he was walking into the bodega, if you just look at the reflections coming off the glass, like look at this.
0: This is next gen man, and I love how we're the, here. How- yeah, I know, and the, how they hide this load screen in a very quick way to add character, and it's not like some long, like, trekking, you know what I mean, like a yeah. narrow hallway, like all the Uncharted's. It's just a quick, boom, Because it's gonna be quick. Right, and you're right in the cutscene, and it blends in. Like, the immersion of this game is going to be phenomenal, and just the details of it. The, the cat looks great. It doesn't have these annoying, like, you know what I mean? textures in it. It's going to be a really dope game, and, yeah. and as well, like, the Puerto Rican flag in the background, the representation of it, and they're getting the culture of New York, right? Rather just being just this building playscape, right? It's actually filled with life, and it, and that's what I like about it, and that's what gets me excited beyond just the cat. The cat itself is amazing. Of course, of course.
2: Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to this game from like pretty much every angle, right? Like the culture of it, the story of it, Miles Morales' as a character, Spider-Man. It's a mixture of pretty much everything I love in this world, and there <laughs> the it is. soundtrack. There it is. The The soundtrack. soundtrack. Oh, my God. Oh, my
0: God, dude. And so here in the
2: video, here's the the finishing move, right? The cat gets involved, and it's awesome.
0: Now, the cat better not get hurt, though. You know, I don't I'm not down with that. And the cat can't get hurt. Maybe maybe it gets knocked out of the backpack or something and runs away. But I if I see the cat getting hurt, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cross oh, the line. I'm gonna cross the line. You know, I know Spider-Man doesn't kill, but that, that, that person is getting in. Oh no, right the game's there. changing. It's not
2: Spider-Man anymore, it's Spider-Wick. Oh, exactly. It's John Wick.
0: It's John Wick. Like I'm <laughs> I'm going on a
2: spree if anybody touches that cat. Exactly. Uh, Sancho, for story number five, I want to ask you a question, but Before I do, I want to let the people know about our sponsors. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a a way to feel more financially secure. So, if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high-interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be To help pay off high-interest credit card debt, unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. You don't need a degree or diploma to to apply, though. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000, so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed-rate payment. Upstart makes it fast, simple, Fast and simple to check your rate. Uh, Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part, if the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot, and hurry up to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and, us- and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. We're also brought to you by DoorDash. Between never-ending uh, laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. Let me tell you, if you've been watching the video version of this show, you've been seeing me drink my Jamba Juice. That's right. My orange C booster, I believe is what it's called. It's like a, it's a power booster or whatever they call it over there at Jamba Juice. I got this through DoorDash. So there you go. What better testimony I can give than that. Uh, Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. Support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash. You've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they are still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door, just like my Jamba Juice, with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, And Australia, you can support your local go-to's or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. Uh, DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep the communities we operate in safe. Right now our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES. Don't forget, that's code GAMES. $5 off, DoorDash, all that good stuff. Uh, 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 $5 and zero delivery fees on your first order, $15 or more uh, when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES. Lastly, brought to you by bespoke this fall as you get back into the swing of things bespoke post has brand new seasonal boxes of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life let me tell you bespoke post is awesome tim sent me the link to bespoke post a while ago and i was shocked by how cool these boxes of awesome are they have different types of boxes they're like there was like a box i saw that was basically like a breakfast box box which showed which uh, allowed you to make Uh, pancakes and stuff it's really cool they got stuff like that they got like awesome craft beers they got cozy threads for you to rock um bespoke post is really cool uh bespoke post only sends guys the best stuff every month no matter what you're into box of awesome has you covered from style and grooming goods to barware cooking tools and outdoor gear box of awesome has collections for every part of your life uh let me tell you uh, uh when tim sent me the link i immediately zeroed in on one box. The box was a box of shoes. I think they called it Suave or something like that. It was this cool pair of shoes. And I was like, I want that. And I got that. And let me tell you, it's tight. Uh, to get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release two boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter code GAMES at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com code GAMES for 20% off your first box. Now Sancho, story number five. Before the episode started, you hit me up, Mm -hmm. you're like bless. I got something special. I want to tell people
0: what's on my mind. Sancho, what's on your mind? Listen, man. One thing that's on my mind is I feel that there is a lack of PlayStation exclusive multiplayer games. Mm. For the longest time, PlayStation had the fire multiplayer games, Resistance Fall of Man, the Uncharted series, The Last of Us Factions. Let me say this right now from the loudest thing as possible. The Last of Us has a multiplayer mode called Factions, and it is amazing. It is the most underrated multiplayer of, of all time i love you listen i love you you are right listen to me right now xbox has halo right now halo is going to be able to sell consoles that's how strong a multiplayer experience is now a lot of people are talking about yes there's going to be call of duty there's going to be the destinies there's going to be Fortnite. there's going to be all those multiplayer excuses but if you want to sell consoles you need to have a banger of a multiplayer and i'm telling you this right now blessing there is amazing First party studios out there like gorilla that made um, amazing games like Killzone. There's a, a resistance for all of man. I think uh, that's insomniac. Right. I might be wrong about that. The whole point yeah, I want to yeah. say is listen, naughty dog. I love you. Naughty dog. And I say this with the utmost respect. And I know Neil Druckmann is already teasing. The whole team's teasing that they have something special in regards to the multiplayer. And they might be a, uh, something to do with the last of us part two factions, but And and, and they already said this, that they already want to have a PlayStation exclusive multiplayer, that they want somebody out there to make this. But I'm telling you, we talked about it earlier. What's going to be the difference to being selling some consoles The people that are on the fence? There's people out there that love multiplayer experiences. Be the one. Find one. PlayStation, please. Announce it. That's all I want. Announce what you're working on. And I I don't care if it comes from Naughty Dog. We need exclusive multiplayer titles. You, now you you did you it's used to stream factions was factions like a yes. okay. that is that is what built me that's, that's, that's what, what built what I thought. my career that's what built my career i made 500 videos on my youtube channel on uh, uh, youtube.com sancho uh, west where we i played factions man and that's how it got me into you know meeting naughty dog going to their studios streaming from them uh doing all these kinds of things with naughty dog uh shout out to eric Monticelli, the the community manager at the time kind of saw what i was doing I could go on and on forever, my history with Naughty Dog. But I, yes, the that game in itself is an, um, the most underrated game of all time when it comes to multiplayer. And that, if they announce Last of Us Part Two factions with some sort of, I know I'm going to say the word that everyone hates, Battle Royale. I'm telling you, people don't understand. That's what I've been saying forever. Listen, if people don't understand if Naughty Dog decided that they're going to put the studio behind a battle Royale experience, we're talking about the immersion, the combat system that it has in part two, which is in and itself a master mode, the listening mode. There's so many things that when you would say, if Naughty Dog said, we're making a battle Royale and people are going to start hating on it immediately because people just hate on battle Royales. But, it will move the genre forward and it will be the most immersive, beautiful game. And it will be the scariest game that you've ever played. And that was been it's on my mind. And now that I have this, I'm on this broadcast that I know a lot of devs listen to, I only say this with the utmost respect. And I know you have something cooking and I'm, I'm excitedly waiting for it. And I'm just saying, in general, PlayStation needs to invest more in the multiplayer. Maybe that there's numbers that showing that it's not worth it. I know PlayStation All Star took a big hit. And I'm just saying that there's, there's an audience out there that loves multiplayer games.
2: I get you on on PSLUXOXO and fire Greg I, Miller somehow because I, you remain after my own heart. I agree with everything you said, 100000 100, percent. Like Blazeface's factions is probably one of my favorite multiplayer modes, and I yes. I miss it. I know they I know they said they're working on something. I I want them to reveal it because I'm really excited for whatever it is. I hope they reveal it because I, there's Greg Miller sowed a uh, seed of doubt in me a while ago where he was like, "Do you do you think it's actually going to come out?" And I'm like, "Oh man, I'll, you mentioned it." Who knows? You know, because Who like knows, man. Naughty Dog, of course, they have such so much success with single player, uh, the Last of Us and the Last of Us Part Two. Like, they don't need to make a multiplayer mode, right? No, like they don't. They, they, don't. they they've they've seen such critical and commercial success with what they've got going on. But man, are they good at it? Like, man, was Last of so Us Factions a good a good, to, a good time? Uh, and I really want, I I really want another one. Are you gonna play Ghost of Tsushima Legends?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna check that out. I mean, I've been waiting for the PlayStation Five to jump into ghosts you know because all the loading and whatnot i just want to be able to die and die over and again without waiting but the whole thing is like not only just Donny dog you know, resistance fallen man kill zone like those were some really strong yeah. titles even um mag was ahead of its time you know what i mean so like those kinds of even like um oh my god what's the game that came out at launch that was an amazing game where you had the ability to have different carriers I will look this up. But you had the ability oh. to turn into to a tank, you had the ability to be a foot soldier, you had the ability to be in a plane, and it was capture the flag and it came out at launch. And they made a sequel to it that didn't really do well. But I'm just telling you, man, multiplayer experiences hmm. are awesome. And I will look this up because I, I need to. I yeah, need to
2: kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if 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 you are if you know what game that is.
1: Um Chat yeah, is saying, are, uh, Chad is saying Warhawk
0: yes, Warhawk. Yes, Warhawk yes. Oh my yes. god, the amount of hours I put into Warhawk if that game came out while we were, they were streaming the plays that I would have been making, but that's my whole point is I just mm-hmm. feel like that, that, that multiplayer is an ever long, evergreen type of thing. And if you keep funding it and I know that there's multiplayers that a diamond dozen and there's a battle royale is a diamond dozen and they keep dying off quickly. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you put in a solid one and it, it's a PlayStation exclusive, and Rainbow Six Siege is a great title where it didn't have a hot start, but they invested in that. And Ubisoft invested in it, and it's a vibrant scene still today. So I'm just saying, yeah. man, just that's yeah. all
1: I had to say. It. I had and to that, say, it. and that's what's on Sancho's mind. Thank, boom, you. Boom, Thank you so much, boom, Sancho. Boom,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sancho, I'm really excited to see what Naughty Dog is working on for that multiplayer mode. But the announcement of that is probably just so far away. Probably. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom Drop Shops today, where would I look?
0: You look at the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the cunning funny daily show host each and every week. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh- yeah.
2: yeah. Out today we got Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition that arrives on Xbox Game Pass today. Uh, this week triple rewards await GTA Online players in several time trials and a classic adversary mode. Uh plus double rewards can be earned in special cargo cell missions. Uh, plot of the Druid demo is out today on Steam. The Signifier launches today on PC and Mac and then Dust Off Z comes out today on PC, PS4, Xbox One and Switch. New dates, more cred will launch as an Xbox console exclusive coming to Xbox Series S and X uh, and Xbox One with Xbox Game Pass in addition to the Microsoft Store and Steam this December for 19.99 US dollars. Streets of Kamaroocho has been announced It's a street of, it's streets streets of rage 2 meets yakuza and that's Ooh. launching on October 17th on Steam. Golden Axe Reborn prototype will be available on Steam from October 18th until October 19th. They Bleed Pixels is coming to Nintendo Switch on October 22nd. Atelier Ryza 2, Lost Legends, and The Secret Fairy is coming on, on January 26, 2021 to PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. And then lastly, Pretty Princess Party is coming to Nintendo Switch on December 3rd. Now it's time for your email. Of course, you can write in to patreon.com slash games where you can get your questions read on the show. Just like Austin M. did. Austin, Austin M. wrote in and said, Good morning, KMGD crew. Are us PS5 digital version owners in trouble on day one? The only way of getting our games is online, and with how many people have pre-ordered, is there a chance that the servers are going to be swamped and could even crash, leaving us digital owners just sitting there with new tech that can't do anything? Is this just me overthinking? Thanks for all you guys do. Austin. Sancho, we... Servers are never reliable, right? Servers are a fickle thing. (laughs)
0: No, man. And you, you could kind of, you know, simulate as many craziness is going to happen. You could simulate what they're going to do, but servers are bound to, to, to you know, go down. At the same time, your internet connection could be throttled by as many of people logging in, trying to do the thing. I, I, I would have to say, Austin, you're not overthinking it, man. We've seen it, you know, you try, even just trying to buy your console, you were met with a lot of server issues on that side of things. Best Buy having issues, Walmart, Target. So, yeah, you may be having some issues. So I wouldn't say don't expect to play. Okay, I have no no evidence of this in a sense, like no mm. concrete evidence. But, uh, you know, expect to just play one title. Maybe, you know, these titles are going to be so huge. They're going to be like 50 gigs, 80 gigs. I don't know. I mean, we're already Warzone's like 250 gigs. So just know that, hey, man, you, you might have to, like, fire it up and then walk away. Go do something. Go get your snacks. Go use your DoorDash. I don't know. Whatever you want to do but don't expect to be right yeah. out the gate going. And even at the same time, you still got to download stuff. That's why I think a lot of people don't understand, like physical disks, yeah, are cool. You, they have that, but you still have to have an internet connection to download whatever kind of updates. And I have a gut feeling that all these day one patches were going to go live as soon as it launches. So yeah, man, it's just, I, that's what gaming is nowadays, man. That's just the way it goes.
2: Yeah, there's a high probability that day one is going to be a mess and like i don't think it's really like a doom and gloom thing like day one is just gonna be day one and like that's just the reality of it servers might suck for some games servers might servers might suck on psn you might not be able to download certain games for whatever reason or downloads might just take forever um, for, for for whatever reason right because there's too many people trying to download things on the servers. and like that's just the reality of how it's gonna go really um
0: yeah. I just thought about something crazy was something crazy crazy because you know there's people out there that build custom pcs right and they 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 put your info in it and they put whatever you want on it and they like ship it out the door what if there was a company that let essentially they took your information that got you by playstation from them and they upload it with every single thing so that when you get it day one, it's already out the gate, ready to roll. With all the games, with all the patches, whatever you God. want. I love it. That sounds like an amazing world to live in, honestly. Yeah, that sounds I'm kind all about dope, that. right? Especially when the birthday gift comes around, it's like, hey, it's already preloaded with uh, Call of Duty. That's kind of interesting. Sancho, now it's
2: time to squad up. Of course, this is where you write in. Let us know what you're playing. And we squad you up with kind of funny best friends. Frank Furter writes in, uh, with a squad up on Destiny on PC and says, Good morning, Blessing and Sancho West, and the, and those lovely best friends. One year ago today, myself and and 0 started up a Destiny clan in Discord for PC kind of funny best friends. One year later, we're still going strong and have grown to, to 176 server members, a good amount of work, but, are st- but still a lot of active people. Uh, Destiny's new DLC is less than a month away, and while a good amount of us have already done what we can to max out our stats. We want to help those who may not be there and want to prep for the new DLC. If you're looking to prep for the new DLC but may not know where to start, join us and we can help with that. If you're a PC player and aren't super interested in Destiny but are looking for other people to play with, we have a room for you too. Last thing I want to say is thank you uh, to Kinda Funny. A lot of people that Boars and myself have met have become amazing best friend or have become amazing friends and have helped not only us but a lot of others through the past year thank you for creating a community that lives up to the moniker best friend if you want to play uh destiny with frankfurter or at least just join the discord server you can join the server with the link discord.gg slash in space that's discord.gg slash turbo in space now it's time Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite it and let us know what we got wrong what? as we got it wrong. Uh, Nanobot just wrote in and mentioned that Sony hasn't talked about their quick resume feature yet, okay. which blows okay. my mind. <laughs> that, that hasn't been talked about yet. Okay. Um, but I guess we'll see on that one. Uh, Benji Bob says Discord and Microsoft have a cross-marketing deal with Game Pass and Nitro, but that's it.
0: Okay. Okay. It leaves the door open for PlayStation to have that app that we're talking about. I think an app would be. Actually, a great kind of band-aid to the solution that we're talking about.
2: Uh Charles Jacobson wrote in and mentioned that Astros Playroom comes pre-installed, which isn't like a year wrong, but you know, cool to point out that yeah, yeah. there's gonna be one game pre-installed on the uh, yeah.
0: so, so there, there you go, go, Austin. You can just hang out
2: in the Astro Playroom, man. Uh and then DH Ruvenator writes writes in it says miss news, so I wouldn't really call this miss, but uh um they mentioned that uh the cyberpunk vehicles trailer is up and that we should react to it. I'll let you know we did react to it. Uh if you go to uh, youtube.com slash kinda funny games, we have our cyberpunk night city wire reactions. Uh we watched the whole thing. Me, Tim, Andy, and Greg. I have so a kind of funny
1: dot uh, com slash you're wrong for that person. We already fucking did it. Keep up, boys. Keep up keep up, boys. Keep up, keep up with uh, that content. That is it for kind of funny.com slash
2: you wrong. And I guess while we're here, I should mention that. Yeah. Night City Wire reaction is up. You should go watch that. We also reacted to the PlayStation 5 UI reveal. That's also, I don't know if it's up already or if it's going up on YouTube.com, so it's kind of funny games, but you can look forward to it there. Uh, Tomorrow's hosts for the show are Greg Miller and Elaine Gomez. Before I sign off, Sancho, where can people find you and keep up with you?
0: You can find me on uh, twitch.tv slash Sancho West. You can keep up with me on Twitter at the same name as Sancho West or Instagram and, of course, TikTok. And I'm going to let everybody out there know if you want to grow your streaming profile or your streaming audience, TikTok's a great place to start. They always say the best thing to grow on Twitch is one of the hardest platforms to grow on is to bring an audience over. So if you could grow on outside platforms and bring it into your Twitch, that's amazing. But I want to thank all you guys that kind of funny for inviting me. Uh, When I got the email from Greg, I was blown away that I will be on this important week for you guys, Hispanic heritage month. It means a lot to me to be highlighted alongside with other awesome uh, Latino peers and, um, yeah, man, it's really dope. I mean, for for all this stuff that's happening, and you know, twenty twenty and whatnot, I think we're we're gonna close out the year strong. And one of the things that I noticed, and I want to be very quick about this, is um, when the okay, the Lakers won the championship, right? The Lakers, the NBA Lakers. Oh well, yeah, we're taking a left turn like <laughs> <of> this. <laughs> we're taking a hard left turn here. Okay, hard left. Buckle up. So at the beginning of the year, of course, Kobe Bryant died. Right, that really mm-hmm. affected me because uh, I live in now. I live in Los Angeles. It was really close to where I was, and. It kind of showed that 2020 was already a sucky year. Like, wow, Kobe Bryant, one of the best in the world, died. And to show that no matter all that, at the end of the day, the Lakers won the championship. So I tweeted this already. Even though 2020 started off bad, and there's a lot of bad things that's happening, at the end, you could still win. So we hmm. could still win in 20.
2: That's very good. That's very good. Sancho, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of How Funny Games Daily. We got to reunite again. Just to talk about last of factions, we yes. gotta maybe play it because the
0: servers are still up for it, right? They haven't taken it oh, down yet. Absolutely, and they're and they're popping, dude. You get in games instantly. You could play all night long, and it's not like where they're just filled with people that just overrun you. There's a thing called you can uh, non party up, and you could kind of get yourself in there. Of course, watch my YouTube tie guides, man. They're, they're like seven years old, but you can watch them. They still vibing. I'm gonna tell you,
2: I would be down. Maybe this is a uh, like a future thing we do on kind of funny games. I'm down to do a Last was faction stream on kind of funny. Like that sounds like a great time. And honestly, yes. if you're on our team, you you're probably gonna be getting all the kills, and I don't mind. <laughs> like as long as I'm on your team, I'm good. It's gonna uh, be awesome. man. Yeah, so let's do that. Uh, of course, this. Has been kind of funny games daily, each and every weekday live right here on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, till next time, game daily.